This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 23rd of March. In your Squiz today, more rain for New South Wales and other parts of Australia. Jared Hayne faces a jail term. Israel goes to the polls again. And a day in the life of Orlando Bloom. This is your Squiz today. More than 18,000 people have been evacuated from their homes as rain continues to fall across New South Wales and southeast Queensland. It's hitting areas that have already dealt with disasters, including bushfires, drought and the pandemic. And New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said many people will feel they're at breaking point. Let's start with where things are at in some of the most affected areas. So looking at the mid-north coast of New South Wales, it continues to be the worst affected and there's concerns about what will happen there today. There's also the benchmark that it's the worst flooding conditions they've seen there since 1929. Kempsey, which is a main town in that region, is currently split by the floodwaters, it's split into two and there's no access to the town centre. So that's an issue for them. Looking into Western Sydney, conditions ease there a bit yesterday, but there's more rain on the way and concerns again that waters will continue to rise. Yeah, conditions in southeast Queensland have also eased after emergency services responded to 500 calls for help since Sunday. The Gold Coast hinterland has been one of the worst hit areas with Upper Springbrook receiving more than 230 millimetres of rain in 24 hours. And there's more where that came from. Yeah, there really is. And that's a result of three weather systems crashing together. When you look at what the Weather Bureau is predicting for today, it's pretty much a stretch of rain from Queensland down to Tasmania. That's because of those fronts colliding. So more wet weather coming right along that coast. Also, there's an eye on what's going to happen inland of New South Wales, looking at the northwest of the state. Some big rainfalls expected there too. And as for Sydney, the rain won't be as intense, but expect some more of it. Former NRL player Jared Hayne has been found guilty of sexually assaulting a woman at her home on the night of the 2018 NRL Grand Final. It took the jury three days to come to a verdict, Claire. It is, and it's the second trial that he's had over those charges. The first trial ended in a hung jury last year. So that retrial was really focused on what the former Parramatta Eels player had done on that night. He'd organised a $550 taxi fare to Sydney from a Bucks weekend in Newcastle. He had to get to a function in Sydney on that grand final night and he'd asked the driver to stop at a woman's house on the way. She said that she didn't consent to having sexual relations with him uh, but he assaulted her and that's what he's been found guilty of. Jared Hayne has had a big fall from grace. A bit of background here, he had a long career with the Parramatta Eels in the NRL and won the Daly M twice. For non-rugby league people, that's the equivalent of the AFL's Brownlow medal. That was before he took off to America, where he had a crack at the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers. Now a judge says a jail sentence is inevitable and Hayne will face his sentencing in May. He says he'll appeal the verdict. Fresh allegations around male Liberal Party staffers committing lewd acts inside the offices of female MPs have come to light, Claire. Channel 10 and the Australian newspaper reportedly obtained videos and images of sexual encounters filmed inside Parliament House. Four coalition staff members were reportedly involved and one man at the centre of allegations has been sacked. 
Yeah, that all unfolded last night. Prime Minister Scott Morrison called the behaviour disgusting and sickening. What has been alleged is that uh, these men, at least one of them, had entered a female MP's office and masturbated over her desk. Those images were taken and then shared with a group over the Facebook Messenger app. Uh, That, no doubt, will be some very meaty fodder for the Sex Discrimination Commissioner, Kate Jenkins. She's investigating workplace culture around Parliament House. Yeah, that investigation was triggered by sexual assault allegations from former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins. And on that, the inquiry ordered by Prime Minister Scott Morrison into who in the office knew what and when about the alleged rape has been paused amid concerns it could interfere with the police investigation. Israel is headed for its fourth election in two years. A bit of background on this one. After three inconclusive elections, the two leading parties formed a unity government last year with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's Conservative Party and rival Benny Gantz of the centrist Blue and White Party. That arrangement fell through in December, forcing Israel to the polls yet again. Yet again, it's incredible that they're heading to another election that was expected, as you say, when that government dissolved last year. The question is whether it will be resolved with another new election on the cards this time. Again, Benjamin Netanyahu heading up that Liquid Party's push for power. Gantz isn't going to be the main opposition for him this time around. It's another leader from another centrist party, uh, Yar Lapid, and it's expected that he will be the chief challenger this time around. We'll just have to see whether Israel can catch a break and end this political stalemate. Yeah, this instability is a complex topic. Lucky we have a shortcut which covers part of it. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. An $8 billion takeover offer has been made for Crown Resorts from American private equity group Blackstone. James Packer is the Trouble Casino's largest shareholder with a 36% stake and Blackstone already owns about 10%, Claire. Yeah, so they come in as a major shareholder. They also have other gaming assets around the world, particularly in Las Vegas and in Spain. What that bid would look like is a premium on what the share price has been selling for in recent times. Blackstone's made an offer that equates to about $11.85 a share. It's been traded around the sort of $8.15 mark. So there's questions about whether that is a good offer or not. Uh, It's a question, though, because other bids have come in in the recent past uh, that value Crown higher than that. Crown's board is yet to assess the offer, but analysts say it's on the low side compared to a $14.75 per share bid Wynn Resorts was considering in 2019. Actor Orlando Bloom has shared his daily routine in his $17 million California mansion. In an interview with the UK's The Times paper, there's talk of brain octane oil and Buddhist chanting. And it's a good thing, Claire, that he doesn't spend much time on social media. Look, it sounds like a good thing. It doesn't sound like that's something that he can fit into his day even. He's done one of those a day in my life type of profiles and it was roundly uh, really (laughs) scrutinised yesterday. Uh, What Orlando Bloom does do is have a couple of breakfasts. He goes for a hike. He has some chanting. And look, he's just living his best life. Not for us to criticise. It's not quite the thing that we would do. But I particularly liked that um, he said that sometimes he looks at a cow and he thinks that's the most beautiful thing ever. 
Yeah, you can't beat that kind of wisdom. And on that note, it feels like we should be wrapping up. But before we do, Claire, squiz the day. Look, it's hard to go past World Meteorological Day, (laughs) given we've spent a good bit of the podcast this morning talking about the weather. Um, Also, it's the premiere anniversary of the soap Bold and the Beautiful was something that I used to watch quite a bit, I have to confess. 34 years, they must be onto something there, Claire. And that's me signing off for the week. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with you again tomorrow.